time for our pally. It's Ted Reader for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craigie. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. How are you? I can't complain. If you it's do, no one cares. <laughs> I'm happy when it's warm. Yeah, uh, it is sure. good. It, it was great barbecuing weather over the weekend as well. It dropped down in the evenings. But I got I to gotta say, and I got to ask, Ted, because uh, the last week or so in, in going by the butcher counter, uh, I've had my eye on ribs. Uh, it's just they've caught my eye. They've been out. They've, uh, they've had some specials and it's it's looked great. And I did some on the weekend. Um, I'm going to add a little smoke to them with some hickory. It was fantastic. But when it comes to picking the ribs, I wasn't sure what to get in the differences between them. Because they had the, the back ribs, which I know I think are like the Cadillac of them. And then there was these side ribs that looked good and plentiful. And I really wasn't sure where to go. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. A little... Uh... You got some Morning rib, frog got a rib, in the throat. A rib stuck in there. You got a rib caught in your throat. <laughs> yeah, you got to rip them right out of there. Uh, back ribs are leaner versus a side rib, okay. and so the ladies like the back ribs a little bit more. When you're looking for a back rib, you want to look for good meat coverage on top of the the rack. So you don't want to see any of the bones poking through. Those are called shiners. Mm-hmm. And when you see the bones poking through, they've, they've taken more of that loin meat off of the top. And so your ribs end up not having as much meat on them, and you tend to dry them out. So you want to have good coverage on the back rib. And with a side rib, you get the breastbone that's included on that and the hard bone that goes in there. And there's lots of fat and lots of cartilage. And the side rib is super, super tasty. Lots of fat makes lots of flavor. Right. And... What we use at the joint is we use a side rib where we cut that hard breastbone off and it makes a center cut rib or what they call a St. Louis style rib. And so it looks like a back rib. Uh, you don't have the hard bone and the excess of the, the, the cartilage that's on the, on the side. Um, and it's, it's a tasty rack. It, it depends on what you like. I'm a, I'm a side rib guy okay. versus uh, my wife likes back ribs. So you're not, you can't really go wrong uh, unless, I guess, you overcook it. And I always thought you basically just cook them until, like, the meat starts to peel off the bone. Well, you want it to, to cook it just so that you can wiggle the bone, but not completely pull it out. If you're pulling it out, yes, it's fall off the bone and it's tender, but you tend to go too high in uh, internal temperature and the meat tends to dry out. Right. So you really want to try and pull those ribs uh, internal between the bones, the meat temperature should be about 203, 205 degrees. Teddy, with all this talk of wiggling bones and racks, the 12-year-old in me just can't contain myself. Uh, we had a listener uh, send a, a text asking if Teddy could share any tips on how to make beef jerky. Okay, yeah. How jerky. do you make beef jerky? <clears throat> well, one, you want, uh, you want a, a lean piece of meat. You don't want a lot of fat in your jerky okay. uh, because the fat doesn't tend to uh, dry out enough, and so it promotes uh, the rancidity. So uh, the easiest cut to use would be uh, an eye of the round, which is very lean, mm -hmm. and trim off any excess fat and sinew on the outside of that eye of the round. I like to pop it into the freezer for about 15 to 20 minutes so it firms it up. And then using a very sharp knife, you want to slice that meat super, super thin. Not that you can see through it, but you want to be pretty thin. All right? Okay. So you slice it all the way along, pop it into like a, a Ziploc bag. 
and then you got to make the marinade. And traditionally, uh, soy sauce, Worcestershire, brown sugar, and a lot of garlic. Okay. So for soy sauce, you can use the low sodium if you like, if you're watching your, your salt intake. But I like a really deep brewed um, dark soy mm-hmm. to use it. It gives a little bit better flavor. And I use a, a two parts soy sauce, one part uh, Worcestershire. And then um, throwing about uh, equal amount of Worcestershire to the brown sugar that you would add. So if you were doing it, let's say it was a cup of soy, half a cup of Worcestershire, half a cup of brown sugar. Okay. And then your seasonings. Um, don't add any salt into that. you got enough there with the soy sauce and the Worcestershire sauce. So you're going to add a lot of black pepper, some crushed red chili flakes, if, and garlic I would put anywhere between six and eight cloves all mashed up, finely, finely chopped. Okay. Throw that into it. You can add a little bit of garlic powder if you want uh, to the to the mix. And then you can throw in, right at the end, you'll add in some either beef stock or beer or some whiskey. And you just want to make a nice slurry with that. So maybe half a cup to a cup of stock or beer. And then you put the meat in the bag with all that marinade. You seal it up and you pop it in your fridge. Minimum of eight hours, but usually best to go for for a full day, 24 hours. Okay. Fire up your smoker, get it to a temperature of around 170, between 160 and 180 is your mark, but 170 is a nice temp. You take the meat out of the, the marinade and you pat it dry with paper toweling. You can season it with some more black pepper, some red chili flakes, and if you want to really spice it up uh, into the marinade, you could put a little bit of hot sauce like sriracha too if you wanted to do that. Very nice. Hmm. And then onto uh, racks, you want to make sure that they're not overlapping and that they're evenly spaced. And then you pop them in your smoker. And depending on the thickness of the meat, it'll either take two hours, three hours, four hours, or five hours. Okay. And you just watch them. And the key is that you want that meat to, to dry and to take on that flavor of the smoke, but you don't want it to be so dry that it breaks when you try to, 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 to bend it. You want it to be pliable and uh soft beautiful that's yeah and that's really it. it it's 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 a simple thing it's more work in laying it out on the rack so that they're not spaced mm. and then do it i like to use my bradley smoker when i make jerky it's nice and easy and holds that temperature and it's got beautiful jerky racks that you can get lots of beef into that smoker with excellent nice. Teddy. people want to talk to you about jerky or ribs or any grilling or the joint opening up april 1st how do they get a hold of you Ah, you're going to find me at Ted Grills on social media.